Welcome to Celebration Sunday here at Faithbrook. It is so good that we can be here together. Why don't you go ahead and take a seat? Well, if we haven't met yet, my name is Mike, and I serve as a Connections Pastor here, and it truly is a treat to be here on site and for those of you joining in online as well. Well, if you are a guest with us, maybe this is your first time, maybe you've watched with us for a while, maybe this is your second time. Either way, if you are a guest with us, I especially want to welcome you. In fact, I want to encourage you to reach into the seat back in front of you and grab one of the blue connection cards. And if you would fill that out, and at the end of the service, as you leave the worship center, you could drop that off into one of the giving boxes as you leave. Additionally, you can go to faithbrook.church forward slash guest and fill out a connection card there as well. Now, when you fill out a connection card, two things are going to happen. The first is that we're going to make a small donation to Cross Food Shelf, and our hope is to make a huge impact as we partner with them to help uh, reach those who are in need in our community. And second, we would love to follow up with you and say, hey, thanks for coming and uh, to reach out to you as well. So I look forward to connecting with you. Well, today is Celebration Sunday, and it is a little different. So if you are a guest joining with us, I hope you would actually lean in instead of uh, thinking about leaving, because today is all about taking time, and we take one Sunday out of every year to really celebrate what God has been up to over the past uh, 12 months. In fact, this is not only just what God has been up to, but how he's been using you as well as the church to make an impact in our local community. So today, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to have a conversation with our lead pastor, Jim. He'll be coming out and joining me. And we'll have a, a just kind of share of many different things that God has been up to. But before we get there, I did want to share one thing that has been on our hearts recently. I know as we get into the summer months here, it is a time to get away. It's a time to rest, uh, even rejuvenate. But I think sometimes what can happen is we can get disconnected with God. Sometimes it uh, actually removes our relationship with him. And for us here at Faithbrook, we are really passionate about wanting to help you grow and take next steps to help you grow in your faith and actually stay connected with him. And that's why we have different camps that go on throughout the summer for uh, people of all ages, not only for kids, but also for adults and families as well. In fact, we have a kids and youth camp. In fact, we have uh, some students going off to camp this week. We'll be leaving. But also we have family camp coming up in August. And family camp is an amazing time to get out with your family. It's a great time to hang out with one another. And it also is a time to reconnect with God as well. So if you are interested in wanting to go and join us up out in Alexandria, the information and details, the best place to find that is on your church center app. If you don't have that yet, you can download it from your app store. It takes just a few moments to set up. And when you do, you just go down to the screen at the the bottom and click on events and you'll see family camp. And that'll have all the information you need, plus an easy way to sign up and register as well. If you can't get that to work, you can also go to our website at faithbrook.church. And in the top right, you will see events and you can see how to sign up there as well. So I look forward to hanging out with you at family camp this summer. Well, at this time, I want to welcome up to the platform our lead pastor, Jim, as we go through our Celebration Sunday. So let's give him a warm welcome. Well, welcome, Pastor Jim. Hey, welcome, Pastor Mike. Hey, and welcome, everyone, to our special Sunday. So we've been running hard for 52 weeks, and uh, at the end of May is our church uh, end of fiscal year. And so our bylaws uh, tell us that we need to report to our constituents, to our stakeholders, our members. And uh, so instead of doing that in a formal way, we're going to do it in a celebrational way 
especially on Sunday, just to kind of share and report uh, what God has done this last year, where we're at. Hopefully, maybe this interests you if you're part of our, our church and, and uh, where, where we're going and where, where we've been. So as a staff, we kind of was kind of looking at this last year, <clears throat> from last June through this year, and boy, two years ago, we were just kind of navigating out of possibly the pandemic. A lot of things uh, really uh, it disrupted our society, our families, even our churches. And so we were kind of regathering, uh, you could say, this last year. And we came up with a couple adjectives. I'd say this last year, if we could label it, would be a, a, a time of reestablishing faith brook. Uh, who, who's with us, right? Uh, what's our resources? And, and we came to find out that we, we became reestablished. We got our legs under us. Our rhythms started coming back of some of our events and things. People started reengaging. Uh, some of it was just like, wow, uh, I can't believe that. And so we, we are uh, pleased to report to you this has been this last year of, of a year of reengaging, a reestablishing to set our, our feet to go forward uh, to help people um, receive Christ and to thrive in him. So you might know this, but one of the things that we look for internally that we kind of measure, it's not so much about Sunday attendance, is that our people growing in the Lord. What are some of the markers? What are some of the ways we know that people are, are having traction with God? And there's five G's that we look at. And one of the biggest ones is are people willing to group up like Jesus uh, um, instructed his disciples to group up in 12s, whatever, small groups to get some discipleship. So uh, it's about groups. And Pastor Mike is, that's really in his lane of grouping people up. And he has some good data to share this last year and some things that God did in our groups. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, as you said, you know, our success is really our people joining in and the groups is such a huge part of what makes us successful uh, and able to live out our mission and vision. And, and part of that is because it's our, like you said, it's our discipleship engine. And that is one of the key ways in which people not only can grow in their faith with Jesus, but also grow relationally with one another. It's how you can make some friendships. And we found that if people can make some friends and you get to know some people, you're more likely to stick around and not just stick around, but you also find community and you're also to, to grow. So there's a lot of benefits to being in a group. Well, our groups this year uh, had a tremendous, tremendous year. Uh, in fact, uh, this, this year we had 161 people sign up for groups, which is through the roof incredible because previous, our last high was 121. So that's really crazy right out, uh, just blow, uh, blow our hearts off. Shocked how many people. Really did. And then maybe it's because we came out of the pandemic and people were tired of being cooped up. I'm not sure what it was, but really there was a hunger there for people to be in community. So really glad to see people sign up uh, out of that. And even with that, there was 81 new people that joined in. And I think that's something really cool that as new people are showing up, new people are becoming a part of the community. They're wanting to, to jump in and be a part of a, of a group. So that was really cool. And this is not just a Adults, but this goes from kids and students all the way up through adults. So it's really cool to see our entire church moving in a forward direction and wanting to be a part of groups. Uh, with that, we did start some new groups this year. In fact, we had a young adult group, which is young 20-somethings that we kicked off. And there's about uh, five or six people that were involved with that. I had the privilege of being able to lead that. And that was really cool to, to get that up and off the ground. Uh, we also have a senior group, which has been around, what I'm going to say is, forever. Uh, they, 
it seemed to always matter. But really, they, uh, I want to do it on the senior group because they have been forget, uh, together for a long time. There's about 30 to 35 people on the roster that are a part of that group. And it's really, they really are kind of a model to a lot of us younger, younger people uh, that are in groups because they have been together for so long. They have done life together. They have really built great relationships and they continually strive to grow in their faith. So they've really been an example to the rest of our church of what a solid group can look like. So it's been really cool to see that. This is, they have been led by our pastor, Ron McGovra. He's been heading that up. And in fact, this year, he has developed three extra leaders to help him uh, within that. So really cool. Again, just a real um, marquee example to really show, show us what it can look like to have a successful, thriving group. So uh, really a tip of cap to, to them. Uh, we've also started off a mom's group this past year. This is head up our children's director, Chrissy Thompson. And she really saw, uh, really had a heart to see moms want to come together, uh, not only just meet one another, but also be in relationship together and to grow in their faith as a mom, what it is to have little ones running around and also to uh, run the household and do all the mom things that, that come along with it, but also growing and having a vibrant faith in Jesus. And so this is something that's been kicked off and been really cool to see, uh, to have go off. And in fact, it's also inspired uh, me to have some conversations about even having a, a men's or a dad's group this coming fall. So it's been really cool to have some things going on uh, with that and what success has been in these areas. Now, along with just adults or groups also, as I mentioned earlier, extended to our students and kids as well. And one of our big engines around here is the Next Generation Student Ministries. And this is led by Pastor Brennan Burt. And him and his wife have been doing a fantastic job this year in uh, really taking on the youth group that Pastor Taylor used to lead. And he's really been able to invest uh, a lot more time, effort, and energy, and really has seen to it that it has grown significantly this past year. In fact, this year, they have seen an average attendance among the Tuesday and Wednesday night ministries. About 32 students per week have been showing up, which is an uptick from about 20 to 25. So it's really cool to see that happening within the, the, the ministry. And I think one of the big things is we're going to talk more about them later, but uh, they've really had a real heart to invite one another. That's why their ministry has been growing. So we're seeing students really wanting to uh, love being a part of, of what's going on here and really uh, wanting to invite their friends as well. Well, we don't just have groups going on here. Another G that we have is using our gifts. Uh, Jimmy, can share about right. that? Right, so, so that's another indicator of being a Christ follower. Hey, are we uh, sharing our, our time, our talents, our, our giftedness? And we use the word volunteer. Um, so are people volunteering? I can report to you that when we look back about how many volunteers we have from, from worship to kids to maintenance or whatever, uh, we identified 114, 114 different uh, volunteers in our church from you know, a seventh grader to a 75-year-old uh, volunteers is really uh, awesome. I, I, I remember we were talking about how many people engaged new. Uh, we we kind of identified 37 people this last year said, you know, we're going to take some kind of role. We'll help with coffee. We'll help with discipleship or opening up our home. And that's really cool. That that's really excites us that People are growing in their faith to say, I'm going to use my gifts, my talents, my time. We live in a, a very um, uh, hectic world. There's all kinds of options. 
But we know from the very beginning when God invented the vehicle of hope through the local church to give hope, uh, it was going to take the mobilization of the, the believers, right, to come together. He talked about, he sees it as a body of Christ, right, that some have a more major role, maybe a hand or an eye or mouth, whatever, but it takes all parts. And he talks about ligaments, right, and, and so every volunteer makes a difference to, to support and to care. And so this last year, we started hopefully a new tradition. We're going to call it the Volunteer Appreciation Night. And at the end of the year, say, hey, if you volunteer, you're invited to the special Friday night. It's going to be a fun, um, humorous type of a night. Everybody's been up against it. And we gave away a bunch of funny uh, prizes and just kind of doted on people. It was, a, it was a great time. But at the same time, we wanted to give out some very significant awards. So three of our, our more serious awards, if you will, were these. Uh, throughout our, our church history, we've uh, honored a person or a family once a year with the, we call it the Distinguished Service Award. Someone has just set themselves apart through their kind of life at our church, it's kind of a lifetime award, and the recipients of ones who've got it before are the ones who vote on who gets it next. And this last year, they voted for Nick and Tammy Elkins, to uh, receive this award. Now, Nick and Tammy, uh, boy, they've been in our church for 20 years, our, our first chapter, and Faithworks, our second chapter. And man, they've been so faithful, especially with the worship team. Uh, Tammy has uh, sung a lot of Sundays, right, helped out. Nick has always been in the back with sound and tech. They've helped in other areas in our church. Nick has been a long-term uh, board member, just given counsel uh, wisdom, and so um, we, they just thought, hey, they deserve this, so they received the Distinguished Service uh, Award. Now, the second award we gave, we started out, it's called the Volunteer of the Year. Volunteer of the Year, someone that's just gone way and above others, uh, someone that's bailed us out a lot of times, and there's a young man in our church, man, that's just, just rocked it, and his name is Luke Hamilton. He's over here on, on the left, uh, man, he's just done a great job. He's here every Tuesday with our crazy preteen kids. He helps out in our kids zone. Man, if you need some emergency to help here or there, he is there. Uh, Luke personifies uh, who we want our members, our partners to look like. I mean, he's engaged in Christ. He's engaged in uh, uh, giving. He's engaged in just uh, volunteering with his gifts. And he's heading off to college this fall. We're going to dearly miss him, especially in our children's ministry. So he received the uh, Volunteer of the Year Award. And the third uh, award was called uh, the Rookie of the Year. Now, like I said, we, we had you know, 37 different rookies this year engaged in, in uh, volunteers. And so what did that look like? Well, we had a big gap with one of our four focuses as a church, and that is outreach. We needed someone to lead that, that team, and Michelle and Kim Burnt said, we'll be willing uh, to, to lead that team. And so they started maybe six months ago, just onboarding, collecting a new team, recalibrating that thing, because that's part of who we are as a church. So they received uh, the, the Rookie of the Year uh, Award. It was a great time. In fact, the theme of this night was, uh, without you, volunteers, we would crumble. And guess what? We uh, provided a couple of crumble cookies for every volunteer. It was a great time because it's so true. Uh, without uh, people uh, volunteering, man, we, we would just not operate. I know as a staff, we couldn't do it. So we appreciate all the people using their gifts uh, for to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah.
And uh, under, under this too, uh, speaking of outreach, it's such a huge part of who we are because we don't just want to stay here in our own little holy huddle, if you will. You know, we really do want to have a heart to be out in the midst of the community. You know, even if we were to see Jesus, if he, here, be, if he were to be here in modern day, where would he be? Well, he'd be out in the community and people would know about it. People heard about it. And so we too want to be known for being out and about in the community and serving, serving others. And uh, with Kim and Michelle coming on, they really have been a huge blessing to be able to take on that uh, and be able to really push forward uh, what we're going to do. And in fact, they've uh, helped us in a number of ways and to help uh, be a part of outreach. In fact, uh, they've helped us with Cross and helping with the Cross Food Shelf. Uh, but most notably, they when they stepped in, they got us started off with uh, Feed My Starving Children this past winter. And uh, we try to serve with them every year, but they organize this and uh, they put it together. And in fact, this year we had 63 people sign up to volunteer over two nights. We had a Friday and Saturday uh, slots to serve. We had 63 people sign up. Now, of those 63... Not to show up. They showed up. Yep. So we had 63 people, but uh, of those, 25 were brand new. Brand new people who have never served before, and they stepped into this uh, volunteer opportunity and wanted to serve and to be a part of uh, really making a difference, not just locally, but even globally as well. Well, in addition to that, uh, we had our kids were also involved with Dean's Pumpkin Patch. They were a present, uh, presence there last, uh, last fall, and it was really cool to see uh, Chrissy Thompson and the kids' ministry be a presence out there and to serve the community. Uh, also, our youth and kids this past Christmas did Operation Christmas Child. And they played a huge role in organizing and collecting uh, boxes within their ministries and even having them sent out uh, to bless kids uh, worldwide. So really cool, really cool to see that. And this is, uh, wouldn't have been able to be done without the, the leadership of Kim and Michelle and really helping uh, keep this and pushing it forward, even as we look into this next year. And speaking of this coming year, we have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of fun ideas. They have a great team that, they, that they're putting together that who are, who are really helping us to, to mobilize and to be out in our community. In fact, coming up, uh, let's see, what we're in July. So we're coming up in July, we're going to be having, uh, raising up uh, an event to have uh, supplies for backpacks. So be, be on the lookout for that. We're going to be communicating a fun way to raise up supplies to have backpacks. We'll be partnering with Cross for that. So be listening for that. Plus, we'll have some other fun things coming up this next year. And again, this is uh, really a part of who we are, part of our DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, next we have, uh, next G is give, and this is really about being generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you share more mm-hmm. about this? Yeah, I mean, it's a dicey subject when it comes to our pocketbooks and, uh, pocketbooks and being generous. So where, we, where are we financially as, as a church? I just want you to know that uh, Faithbrook is not supported by some endowment that we can uh, dip into. We don't have some hierarchy that, that uh, we can draw money through or something. My friends, if it's not, uh, if not you, uh, the, the people who attend here giving, we don't have finances. So I just want to thank you on behalf of the kingdom of God. Thank you on behalf of the church. Uh, it is you who give through our app uh, or uh, um, through our giving boxes on the way out, a check or something like that. It's our offerings that keep us afloat financially. Thank you so much uh, for, for giving generously. And we know that's the heart of God. We know that God gave his beloved son. Uh, God wants us to give generously and to think of others and advance his kingdom and his goodness. And so thank you so much. I I can report to you that this last year, 
the church board. It's like, okay, where we want to go? Uh, we're coming kind of out of a pandemic. Uh, we got so we got a, a chunk of money and, and savings. Well, uh, Pastor Brendan was coming out of college, and he we wanted him to be our youth pastor, so we hired him, and we kind of pushed the the, the budget operating budget pretty high. In fact, uh, we put it at four hundred, or they put it, the board put it at four hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. That's an incorporate all our operations. And so we kind of asked our staff, hey, man, just be careful about that. We're going we're gonna to do all we can. And uh, th- so we went for it. Now, we, we came up a little short. Uh, you'll see that we only received this last year uh, $471,000. Uh, that, that's kind of the, the bad news, right? Uh, however, we didn't spend 495000 We only spent uh, $474,000. Uh, we just were kind of cautious and, and wise. And so if we had a financial setback, it's only $3,000. That's like 1% or 2% of our budget. So we feel really kind of uh, pleased with that. And we can report that we are sitting uh, financially pretty, pretty healthy. We, we would love to, to reach our, our goal. Uh, but if we had to go backwards, the board was like, we're okay. Because lives are, are worth it. We have a... a, a large pocket, I wouldn't say large, but a, a healthy pocket of, of savings and funds. In fact, a uh, lot of churches, a lot of institutions um, got some influx of money during the pandemic. And so our church board is like, hey, what can we do with this? Let's throw some money at our mortgage and our principal. So for 12 months or 10 months, they say, uh, let's throw $10,000 from our savings to the principal. And we brought down our mortgage on our building and our property from $480,000 down to $380,000. And most experts would say, man, if you only owe that much on this kind of property where it's located, you're, you're in a good position. So we're, we're thankful for that. It's because of you give. We also have some wonderful people to kind of oversee it. Michelle Hamilton does a great job being our financial officer of our church. I mean, every penny and every uh, T is crossed and there's reports and all that's accountable to our church board. They get a monthly uh, financial um, statement on what's happening, how the, the staff is spending the money, etc. Nancy Ramsey, she's our, our giving secretary. She kind of records uh, what people give. So at the end of the year, you'll give a confidential statement of, of what you you're gave to Faithbrook and God's kingdom, etc. Uh, so we're, we're, we're happy that, you know, one of the things that our financial secretary kind of reports is that if there's a new person stepped into a giving, we know that's pretty significant, right? That's a spiritual decision to start giving to Faithbrook. And we identified uh, 17 uh, people who said, yes, we see the we see the effort here. We want to partner with that. And so they started giving. And that's a big win. I mean, frankly, during the pandemic, we had people kind of drift out and, and stop giving. So it kind of reestablished, resupplied uh, what we needed to be confident to say to our staff, to say to our volunteers, hey, you know what? If you need that, that balloon or the equipment or whatever uh, Bible study curriculum, we have the money and go for it. So uh, thank you again for everyone's generosity. It makes a big difference. And, you know, it's kind of one of our strengths. It should be one of our strengths. Uh, it's part of who Christ is to give. 
this last spring, we came before you and said, hey, there's people over in Europe that are really hurting because of uh, Putin's war. Uh, millions of refugees. And by the way, you might not know this, but we are connected to a global church called the Church of the Nazarene. That's Jesus' nickname, the Nazarene. And there's uh, 2.6 million of us around the world. And we have missionaries and churches and pastors over there in Ukraine and Poland and stuff. And we have a network called the Nazarene Compassion Ministries that uh, communicate and pool resources and rush to areas. And so they're getting flooded with all these refugees. Would you be willing to give to help these refugees? And it blew my mind, but Faithbrook people gave over $8,000 this last spring to uh, refugees over there in in Ukraine. And so some of you hear some pictures that comes back from these refugees. That was a small little church right here, sanctuary. And they just outfitted it with uh, uh, Ikea beds and some food. That's, that's people's money, like yours, that went and said, man, we're helping these uh, um, refugees. So thank you so much. And, and part of our DNA is to be a missional church, that it's not just reaching people uh, uh, in our front yard, but around the world, uh, Christ calls us to make disciples of all nations. And so we are, are, are in network with 500 Nazarene missionaries around the world and and. Uh, they ask us to help supply, support them. One of the uniqueness about Nazarene missions is that our missionaries don't have to be responsible for raising their own funds. In fact, we have a couple of long-term missionaries coming in two weeks, John and Shirley Fisher. And uh, one of the things that they've been on the mission field for probably 25 years, and they've never had the responsibility to say, hey, we got to go to local churches and say, would you please support us? No, you, you just do the gospel. You just build churches and love people. Uh, we will help support you. So uh, what every Nazarene church does is that we try to ask you to give over and above what you give to the local church to Nazarene missionaries like the Fishers, all right? So they don't have to worry. But all that money is pooled to, we have probably... 30,000 Nazarene churches around the world, and everyone gives a general fund, and they just write a check to these missionaries. Say, man, you can count on every month. Your health insurance is paid for. Your salary is paid for. We'll, we'll do the bidding to raise funds. And so we, uh, Faithbrook and you, we have given close to $27,000 to support our 500 uh, Nazarene missionaries around the world. That means a lot of you, including the comforts, we give over and above what we get to this local church. We want to support these missionaries, and so we write an extra offering and put it on our church app or in, in our offering boxes to say, hey, and because of that, we were able to, this last year, to give $27,000 to uh, world missions to our missionary efforts. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. Now, when it comes to finances, you know, it is, it is dicey. We want to be uh, a church of full disclosure and, and integrity. Uh, it, <clears throat> Michelle Hamilton, if you need more information about where we're at, uh, what our portfolio looks like or whatever our budget looks like, she'd be welcome to help you out. Um, but we have a church board, our governance, our bylaws. Uh, this last year, we finally got to have another election of our, from our partners to elect who is the overseers, who is the elders of the church. These uh, seven uh, gentlemen right here uh, were elected by our partners to say, hey, these are our overseers. Hey, by the way, we're not opposed to females. Uh, so females were nominated, uh, but this is how God uh, it came about of these seven gentlemen. And these three gentlemen have three uh, responsibilities as our church board, and that is one, to be an overseer of me 
And that, that's a big task, right? To make sure that the lead pastor is in line, right? Is healthy and is doing what he needs to do uh, to overcome and see me. I'm accountable to them. And then second of all, as they are the guardians of our mission and vision. So they're asking me and they're asking the staff, hey, are we aligned? At, where are we going where God wants us to go, right? If you're fooling around and not doing right, we're, we're going to call you on the carpet. Because this vision of God, of leading people into a new and thriving life in Christ is so important. If we don't reach people, man, uh, so we can't be delinquent. So they're overseers of that and then also the overseers of the finances. So the staff just can't write checks and make major decisions. It's got to go through them. They're praying. They're checking off. And they set the budgets. Are we going to shrink it? Are we going to grow it? Whatever. Uh, they make those kind of decisions. So, so I'm honored to work with them and uh, uh, pray for them. It's, it, uh, we're, we're in a good shape here uh, financially and just, um, just uh, I'd say, spiritually in, in our church as we kind of reset going forward to the next year. Next year. Yeah, and uh, you know, with that, we we also have recognized as we talk about engagement, talk about discipleship. One of the biggest things that we've uh, identified is uh, what we would call go, or uh, really with inviting, inviting your friends, family, and whatnot. And I think for for Faithbrook, what we've uh, kind of succeeded on in the past is people driving by on Fernbrook and seeing the church in the corner and then showing up, or maybe they go on the website. Uh, now you can watch by, uh, see service by watching online, like maybe, maybe you are. Uh, and what we've identified, though, is that if we really want to hit our vision, if we really want to lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ, we have to invite them as well. We have to, we have to be able to bring them in in a, in a personal way. And we see that the most successful, uh, when we're most successful is when they're actually invited and they actually stick, they're more uh, likely to stick around as well. Well, this, uh, the thing that really guides us in this is we're thinking about what does it look like to invite? What does it look like to uh, be amidst of our community? We have this mantra uh, in asking ourselves this question of who is your one? Who's your one? Who's that one person in your life? Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's your neighbor, neighbor, maybe a coworker, maybe even the barista you see at Caribou, whoever that person, who is that one person that you can be praying for? Who is that person that's in your life and who can you invite here to Faithbrook? Who can you invite that they can come and when they come here on a Sunday, they can encounter and experience the gospel of Jesus? And um, who is that one person? So that's something that you ask us as a staff to be asking ourselves, but also we've been asking you as well. Who is that one person in your, your life that we can do that? Well, this year we've had some great success. In fact, there have been 42 people who have come because they've been invited. So it's not just invite, hey, will you show up? These are people who have actually come. They've actually come because they were personally invited to show up. And this is, again, from student ministries all the way up through adults. And in fact, as I mentioned earlier, their student ministries have grown so significantly because the students are inviting one another. And not only that, their friends are inviting friends. So it's really cool to see this uh, kind of snowball effect happening in our student ministries, but it's also happening with our adults as well. In fact, there's uh, one, uh, one gal in our church who invited her friend, and her friend invited two other friends to show up, and they've been still coming around. In fact, they've gotten plugged into groups and uh, getting plugged in and serving, so it's been really cool to see people get involved because of that personal invite. So it really is, uh, that personal invite really is a huge uh, momentum uh, keeper, if you will, uh, to really help us uh, push forward and really helping uh, more people get involved with our mission and vision around here. Mm -hmm. 
So we looked at we look at uh, growing we, we our groups. We look at giving. We look at gifts. We look at inviting or, or going. And the last one is growing. This is probably the hardest one to measure. You know, are people growing spiritually? And so we got our eyes and ears open and listening. You know, for instance, uh, when we see that someone downloaded our Right Now Media, this is this major app of all kinds of videos and Bible studies. Uh, we pay a subscription for fee because you give we can do that and so you can download it and share with your friends free sometimes people say hey pastors uh, i downloaded the U version app and i'm doing a bible plan on my U version yes right and these are all kind of wins and how are people growing i, I think a, a really indicator are people worshiping with the lord right so here at Faithbrook, we want to make um, Sunday or services uh, anointed, inspiring, impactful, and relevant. And it's a big deal about worship. In fact, our hope and prayer is that we would encourage and offer a worship service that you would be confident to invite your non-church friend, right? That we're not going to be dogmatic and hostile and all that kind of stuff, that they would... Um, feel comfortable and welcomed, right? And, and part of that is our music. Part of that is our guest services. Part of that is, is the, the preaching. And I'm so thankful that um, uh, Pastor Taylor and his wife, Katie, just does a lot about our, our, our graphics and our atmosphere. Um, they pour into Sunday mornings, uh, the worship team, the tech team. Everyone does a great job. I mean, it's so important, just an offer, uh, when people are busy, and they might only give you one hour a day. So where are we at when, we, when they come to Faithbrook? I'm just I'm thrilled a lot of times that we have a beautiful piece of property. We've got a maintenance team. We've got some uh, mowers, right, that uh, make it uh, clean and fantastic. And when they come in, here we have this guest services, and, and Pastor Mike does a great job with our guest services and, our, of course, our uh, life groups also. And so the coffee is hot. <clears throat> the people are smiling. we got our check-ins, right? Uh, and then it should be the best hour of the week. I mean, people are up against it. People are just going crazy, hard week. And so when they come on our property, man, they ought to feel something that is from God, that this is home, right? Their kids ought to smile and love it and say, man, this is a free spot. This is a safe spot. This is a God spot. Welcome. Uh, I think when, we, when it comes in our kids' ministry, right, it's so important to reach the next generation. I have a personal passion. If we don't reach the next generation, man, America's in trouble. So can we get the volunteers? Can we make this place exciting? So when that kid comes, they're like, Mom, I'm so glad that I came. I loved it in there. The kids are so precious. In fact, uh, we were inspired the other week by a young boy who came. And went out the, the, right after church in the parking lot and started bragging about showing off how he learned the word of God in a scripture. We got a, a little clip of his um, reciting it. Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Romans 10, 9. Yes. Nailed it, right? Amen. Some volunteer was there. Right? Someone gave some offerings, and that kid had a wonderful time, man, just learning the Word of God, making an impact in his life. So we're, we're thrilled to, to offer that. Sometimes people ask us, well, uh, how many people attend Faithbrook? Well, it's just been uh, it's crazy these, you know, these last couple of years. Of what's that look like? We try to track uh, online and uh, on site. Uh, this last year, we would say that probably 25% of the people that we count are online. Uh, you know, we're not sure exactly how many people are watching. 
but for every person who chimes in there, we count that. About 25% of this last year, from June to this May, we averaged about 184. That doesn't seem very much compared before the pandemic, but the good news, in the last couple months, we've been trending up over 200 people uh, coming periodically, and these, these, uh, these uh, people that have come for the very first time uh, we found that about 177 people came for the very first time. Many of you are coming back. Some of you are sitting there, right there. Uh, some of you are watching online. And so we're getting traction, and we're regaining our strength and momentum for God to uh, make uh, Faithbrook uh, such an impact in our communities that people know us, uh, and lives are being changed. Yeah. Yeah. And as I have to say, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this couldn't be done without uh, our partners. And uh, what a partner is is what most churches might call membership members, uh, but we call it partners intentionally because we are saying that we are partnering together in ministry, that we want to uh, really work together to push forward the mission and, and vision. Now, the difference between uh, there's a difference between a partner and an attender. Now, uh, an attender is someone who shows up and mainly consumes uh, maybe on a weekly, biweekly basis. Now, that's that's you. It's nothing nothing against that. Sometimes we need seasons of that where we, we need to take in. But what a partner says is a partner says, hey, you know what? I'm willing to be all in. I'm willing to, to do whatever it takes to really engage with the church and to see that want to make the push the vision forward. I want to be a part of helping to lead people the new and thriving life in Christ. And so the partners are a huge part of being able to push things forward. And these are people who are willing to say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to grow. We're going to give. We're going to go. We're going to uh, be in a group. And we're also going to volunteer. And so this is, uh, we couldn't do it without partners really coming alongside and really Pushing this, uh, pushing the mission forward, and this year we've actually had five new partners join in. In fact, there's two adults and three students who have said, "You know what? You can count on me. You, I, I want to be uh, someone who's going to help push the mission and vision forward." Absolutely. Not only do they just partner with Faithbrook, but they become a part of a global church around the world, the, the Church of the Nazarene. We're just one of uh, 30,000 of those, those guys trying to reach people for Christ and help them to live authentically and holy uh, uh, for, for God. Well, uh, this kind of is our, our report, and, and thank you for, for listening. But I do have to ask the question, uh, why is this important? Okay, so we got church and people show up. Uh, some of you are like, man, I, I need a volunteer, and you're asking me to give. You know, why is it important to just Faithbrook to exist in this day and time on this corner of Fernbrook and Elm Creek? Why is it important? Well, can I give you three quick reasons why it's important to, to uh, see the value in, in Faithbrook? Number one, we are called to be promoters of God's love and values called to promote God's love and values. You know, part of God's uh, love and values is just to welcome people. So, you know, um, personally, I've just seen a lot of sin damage people's lives, and so they kind of come to the point, and they're like, man, I, maybe I do need God. And so when they uh, um, connect to our church or they come in through the doors, you know, they're just kind of starting. And right there is when the love of God says, man, we believe in you, God believes in you, you don't have to be super Christian. You know, there might be a lot of addictions and 
heartbreak, problems. Man, that's where we all start, right? And the love of God, we're not here to judge you. We're not here to be dogmatic with you, man. Just accept you. Now, God's not, God's not going to just leave you where you're at. God's got an agenda for your life. God's got an agenda for you to receive salvation and forgiveness of your sins and be born new in him. And before you know, you start learning and growing and, and his love come, comes within you and walks with you. And, and we start learning about his precepts and his teachings and and, and we get a little bit more whole and stable and healed in our life to take on the world. And, the, and then also just the values. We live in a very secular, humanized world that a lot of most people don't care about God. And, and, and the parents are out there trying to teach their kids to be good citizens, right? And, and not to lie, not to cheat, not to steal and all, all this kind of stuff. But when they bring them to Facebook, we reinforce that because those values uh, they used to be kind of traditional American values, man, of right and wrong. We're, we're one of the last baskets is like, that's right. And, and there is a, a life-giving principles, right, that will guide your kids and your life and your re- relationships and your sorrows right there in God's word. And so we want to teach that in a relevant, um, biblical way to teenagers. We got teenagers just like, man, down at school and my friends this and on social media. I don't know what's up and wrong when they come on Wednesday nights. Right there's volunteers, there's the pastors there to say, man, here, here's the word of God. Here's the truth. It's, it's going to be always around. God loves you. God's got a plan for you. There are some biblical boundaries that to protect you and help you to traverse life out there. These values. And of course, that calls us to, to give generously, uh, to continue to promote God's values, uh, continue to promote God's love from from paying for the light bill to giving of our, our time and helping in different areas to promote God's truths, God's values. And a part of that is God's transcendent truths. The word transcendent is, is overarching, overriding. We now live in a very unstable, uh, crazy, opinionated, different trending thoughts and philosophies and religions, right? And so God says, man, I have a truth for you that, that w- when the chips are down, and when everything's so volatile, everything is just shifting around in philosophies and, and values, I have your truth right here is the word of God. And, and, and it's a life-giving um, teachings in here that help us to build our families, to build our souls and our minds, to be whole and strong uh, for what life brings us in. And that really gives to the second point that we're, we're called to offer a message of stability in an unstable world. So if you check out the, the headlines lately, if you check out filling up your gas, uh, your car lately, right? I mean, it's craziness out there. We, we're not sure what's going to happen. And a lot of times there's concussions emotionally, there's sadness, there's diseases, and there's uh, heartbreak in our, in our world. So when people connect to Faithbrook, right, there is a, a place of grace, there's a place of 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 truth and love so so when you're grieving and you're scared that god says man i give you peace that jesus talked about the peace i give you is not as the world gives you for in this world you will have trouble amen but i give you but i have come 
to overcome, and I have overcome the world. And yes, here's the, the stability here, that we serve a Jesus and the spirit of Jesus is in Faithbrook, on Faithbrook, that he rose from the dead. He was the only religious person who said, I am God, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I'm going to back that up. Watch me. And he rose from the dead, and then he instituted the Holy Spirit to come into our lives to help us navigate all the trials and stresses and strains from parenting to marriages to grief and loss and problems, right there, the Holy Spirit, stability. And that's the message, one of the messages that we're called to promote. You don't get that at the bar. You don't get that at the yoga club, right? You don't get that at the restaurants. You come here, man, and there is that message of hope, of love, and stability in Christ's name. And, and the third reason why, why we should give, why should we report, why should this even matter, why are we called to, to collect ourselves, is, is number one is to, uh, to lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ. New and thriving life in Christ. So everyone on the outside, you know, they're kind of smiling on the face, everything looks good, but on the inside, I'd, I would um, propose to you that a lot of times it's not good. Uh, there's some stuff, anxiety going on in their life. There is some friction and some disappointment and some stuff that's not right. They're, they're far from God. And so where can they find God? Where can they seek you? I, I think about some, some ladies in this last year that are just kind of searching. Man, they just came to certain situations in their lives that I can't, just can't do this on my own. There are some toxic, damaging patterns people and I need a shift I need and so they started coming around Faithbrook and they watched us online or they, they came and sat there right where, where you're sitting there and they just little bit by little bit started absorbing the message and the principles and the good goodness of God and then periodically we, we offer <clears throat> Uh, a chance for people to say yes to Jesus, to just kind of nail that down. And we can report to you and celebrate with you that 18 different people said, yes, I want to start a new life in Christ for the very first time. Some of them were teenagers. Uh, some of them were um, adults. Uh, this last year, we baptized six different individuals that said, man, I'm going to go public with my faith. This is real to me. And this makes a difference. Uh, I, I'll never get um, a, a young lady online. Uh, she was listening. Never met her in her life. Never came. But, but man, we gave that, that offering of saying yes to Jesus. And she indicated online. And then Pastor Mike followed up on her. Say, hey, introduce himself. And, and she's like, I'd like to be kind of spiritually mentored, discipled. And we connected her to somebody. And they've been being discipled, right, through, through the years. Life's being changed. I was inspired this last spring about uh, two young fathers that, that kind of attend our, our church. And, and one father just came to the point where it's like, man, I've really never said yes to Jesus. And, and just kind of got compelled that, that uh, yeah, he was a fan of God and liked God. But, man, he needed more than that. And this friend, uh, this young father said, man, do you want to receive Christ? And just kind of uh, made a decision. And, man, a new life started. It uh, doesn't mean life is perfect and there's not other challenges in life. Absolutely. But man, he's clear. The grace and the love and the forgiveness of God flooded his soul. A new creation. And now following the precepts and the teachings of God. That's what Faithbrook's heartbeat is all about. That's why it's important. If, if, if we, got, we got thousands of people moving in. Uh, the other day I heard that Dayton is the second fastest city growing in Minnesota. The second fastest. If you see these houses, all right. Well, uh, 15 years ago, God put it on our hearts to, to build this church right here, to penetrate the darkness. He says, I'm sending you 
to open their eyes and say, man, we need Jesus. We need Christ. One day we will pass. Uh, I got complexities and challenges, and I need something more than just what I got, man. I need Jesus. And so he, he put us here, and miracles happen. And so we are determined uh, to, to continue to that vision of leading people into a new and thriving life in Christ. So going forward, I'm excited about our health as a church. We've survived the great pandemic. Hopefully it doesn't come and attack us again. And, you know. uh, but hey, we, we reestablished ourselves. We've got a great staff. Uh, they are just rock stars, man. And we got some chemistry around here. We got some oversight. We got some financial health in, in our church. We got a great location. And man, the mission is alive. And God is just pushing us on and say, Faith, you go for it. I'm counting on you. All these families moving in around here, they need Jesus. They need some love. They need their kids need the values of Christ. And you, you guys do it. So we're willing to do it. I, I pray that you'd be willing to do it. We, we set our budget high again. Uh, the board is like, man, lives are at stake. We can't just shrink back. I know there's inflation. I know, but man, let, let's pray that God provides. And uh, let's help kids get to camp. Let's, let's help uh, life groups succeed and people grow in Christ. So we're going to kind of wrap it up here with a prayer. And then Pastor Mike will dismiss you. So you've been sitting there a long time. Thanks for watching us online if you couldn't make it. Some people just watch it on Mondays because they're up at the cabin or something like that. Uh, so we're, more, we're a digital church and an in-person church at the same time. So why don't you stand and I'll close this in prayer. <clears throat> Gracious God, man, we're so grateful that you came to our world a long time ago. And you died on the cross for our salvation. We couldn't do it ourselves. So spiritually, we could be new, made new in you. That when the day we take our last breath, our soul will continue to live on. And because you live in our soul, God, we can live in heaven and paradise for, for eternity. We're so thankful for that. And God, you created this little engines out there called the local churches. And we're just one uh, little local church on this corner, God, trying to fly our flags high, trying to invite people to say, man, would you discover what we discovered? That we need you spiritually, emotionally, even physically, God, to touch us and help us to make a difference. We know that we live in a very secular, humanistic society, God. But God, with your anointing and your power, mobilizing your people together, united, God, we can penetrate the darkness. And people's lives can be changed. And they're like, yes, there is hope for my marriage. There is hope for my anger. There is hope for the past. They can be free in you. So God, we pray that you would continue to anoint us. God, would you uh, make us wise beyond what, what we are able to do? Uh, help me as the senior leader, God, to just uh, do, to be smart and brave and courageous in line with your total will. Give all our leadership people just incredible uh, uh, wisdom also to unite under your will and your, your wisdom. Thank you again, God, what you've done. We look forward to this new year. Bless these people as they go and be ambassadors, examples of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining in today. I want to encourage you uh, as you walk out, stick around for a bit. We have, uh, in order to celebrate, we have some donut holes. Go ahead and grab a few and munch on those. We have some great coffee. And also, I want to invite you back next week as we kick off a brand new series called Impact. So look forward to seeing you in the lobby and next week. Have a great afternoon.